Here we go, number 20 of the Short Travel Podcast. It is just a few days before the Christmas holiday, which is on Monday. It's Friday. And I've kind of collected some good stuff. We got racing news, some new Oakleys that are extremely intriguing to me. I don't know exactly why, but they are kind of the uh, dream Oakleys that I've always wanted and never existed. Uh, a couple things about this kind of crazy industry uh, trend where they're blowing out bikes and parts. Now, it's just certain parts, of course, not necessarily ones I want or need, but uh, interesting. GCN is now officially the GCN app, and the races are now officially dead, which means nothing to you guys if you never subscribed or watched all of the races in the first place. Uh, USA Cycling sent me an interesting thing today in the email. They're the ones who, you know, run the Olympics for the North America and all that type of stuff. Not North America, for the United States. And what else? I don't know, a whole couple other little things. Let's go. This is Short Travel Magazine. Short Travel Magazine. Interesting tidbits, curated just for you. All right, let's start with some tidbits. First of all, Trek released a nice video. Sorry to be so Trek heavy. I should probably find a few other brands to follow that closely, but uh, their last video, that kind of the season wrap-up, you can Google it, Friendship Fireworks and Winning World Cups. It's a good 15 minutes long. It's a good video. But it's pretty cool to kind of see. I Ever since Iceman cometh and uh, me getting the chance to meet and talk with quite a while, Riley Amos, I've kind of become a new fan of his. Uh, a lot of the younger writers, I watch kind of what they post on social media. And it's yeah, kind of like, a, I don't know. I'm old, you know. So when I see these 28, not 18, but say 20 early 20 year olds showing all these pictures and smiling and they're in Italy and Spain and look at my new bike I just I don't know it doesn't do anything for me I wish I was wish I was them maybe that's what it is maybe it's just pure jealousy but anyway um but Riley Amos just seemed like very put together quiet pretty fierce on a mountain bike on a race course or otherwise so uh the trek video is a good watch if you like watching kind of behind the scenes stuff which i i do i love even on the road uh the roadside i love to watch those videos where they go on their their buses and kind of go in their training camps that's almost more enjoyable than watching the actual race why i have no idea but that's something that's always uh piqued my interest so that's a great video to watch Friendship Fireworks and Winning World Cups. Uh, it's about a month old now already. So check that out. Also, um, well, let's talk about GCN Plus and get this over with. This is also could be one of those hot or not things. This It officially ended December 19th. Now, it doesn't sound like a lot of people have joined, joined that. I mean, I, ever since it first came out, what is that? 
three years ago now. Uh, I joined right away because they had a great offer. It was like uh, 39 bucks or something for the whole year. And at the time, they weren't even pushing that they were big into the uh, going to have all the races. It was more like, here's some cool videos uh, and documentaries we're going to be releasing. I can't remember what the other reason. Maybe it was the races, but I immediately joined thinking, well, for, I could probably get something out of that for 40 bucks. So I did that, and of course, they took over all of the mountain bike races, all, I say all, most, if not all, the, the good road races, and all the cyclocross, and all these little uh, cyclocross races that I had never really heard of that, that are huge in, in Belgium and the Netherlands and places like that. So I became hooked on, on the GCN Plus uh, racing portion. I, I honestly didn't watch very many of those movies they made i mean they made a crap load of them and 95 percent of them were were road oriented which is fine that's they don't pretend to be a mountain biking channel i guess so many of them just didn't apply to me you know i actually found the more like the historical ones where they had a had one about uh, a guy who rode his bike in world war ii and stuff like that i found those interesting but you know legend uh you know, Tom Pidcock, the legend, I, those I didn't really watch. But man, that racing tab of the website in the app where you get, here's all your races. I love that. Uh, it was, you know, Red Bull, of course, was free forever. But they only had cross-country downhill and then some of that goofy stuff that I really don't care about, the crank works and people jumping you know, the Red Bull Rampage, where they literally jump 700 feet across a canyon. I have no idea why people do that. It just seems like they have a death wish. But anyway, uh, so, you know, Red Bull is great for, for the cross country. I occasionally watch a downhill, but very rarely. Uh, so GCN, you know, not only added all the cross country, added all of the cross and most of the road races. I mainly watch the classics. Uh, the Tour and Vuelta and the Giro. I mean, I watch those just kind of while I'm working during the year, but I don't. if I didn't watch those, I don't think I would really miss it that much. So now that it's over, the fun is over. Not even the paid GCN Plus is available. And I don't know how, if any of you have looked into this. I started kind of a thing on mtbr.com about this. Everybody pretty much is in agreement that it's kind of, crapped it's crapped up i don't know how else to say it uh i won't go into details because you could look that up if you even care but bottom line is in europe uk and most of europe you pay seven pounds what does that equal in dollars i'm guessing ten dollars maybe do that a month and you get everything just like you always had it same uh people doing the commentary same races voila not only that, but you get all the Discovery stuff, which I actually used to like when I had cable. I liked Discovery Channel. It had some cool stuff on it. Um, stuff that wasn't on the other kind of history channels. But So I would gladly pay 7 8 bucks, 9 bucks a month to, to just move to a different, uh, you know, a different platform. But nope, that's, that's not going to fly. Apparently, in the USA... 
we have to buy Max. It used to be HBO Max. At some point, they changed it to just Max. I don't really follow that because I do not subscribe to all that stuff. Uh, if it's not on Amazon Prime Video, then I'm not watching it. So, Max, it's commercials. You want to watch commercials, you can pay 10 bucks a month, which I do not want to watch commercials. I hate commercials. So then you're talking 15 bucks a month to get the... And then there's even like a 20 or $25, three tiers. I don't... That's ad-free and other stuff. Maybe other sports, I think. Maybe soccer, and F1 or something. So really you're looking at 15 a month. And then, and here's the kicker. Here's the slap in the face. Here's the punch in the gut. Here's the kick in the cornflakes, if you will. You have to tack on another 10 bucks to see the cycling. I mean, to me, this is absolutely ridiculous. It's bad enough you kill GCN, the one place where you could see all this stuff. Now I got to be a part of Max, which I don't want. I don't want all that other crap. I don't want to have to sift through it, look through it. I just want bike races. Seven to ten bucks a month is fine. I will pay any app that amount to keep all of the bike races that we had. So now we're looking at 25 bucks a month. 25 bucks a month and 90% of what they're offering is not stuff people who watch bike racing even want and let them choose. If you want to hit me up for 10 bucks, I'm good. Here's our package, it's 10 bucks, here's all your races, go about your business. Fine, great, done. But I am seriously considering, I don't know how I'm even going to mentally make peace with not watching cross country in cross races at all uh because i just i don't know i just don't i'm, I'm trying in 2024 to kind of slim down simplify get rid of a bunch of crap and even i even looked at getting rid of zwift last night because 15 bucks a month i'm not using 90 percent of the stuff that thing offers you know I don't do any of the group rides. I don't do any of the races. I don't. I used to use the training stuff. I don't even bother with that. I literally turn it on and pedal my stupid kicker for an hour or whatever, and that's it. So I hardly need all of what Zwift offers for for what I use it for, and that's only for a few months a year, and then I shut it off anyway. It used to be, uh, I think it was RGT, was it? Uh, which was bought out, I think, by Wahoo. But that had a free tier where, yeah, you only get 10, 10 routes. I'm fine with that. 10 routes was fine. I didn't really care. I would just go and pedal. I really liked full gas because uh, it's based more on real rides that people submit with their GoPros. In fact, there's some here in Illinois that I actually rode in the past. The exact trail it was almost like creepy, like I was actually there uh, So I looked into that even last night, and I only found one. I'll go into that later maybe in the next video. So yeah, I'm looking to slim down. So if I don't, you know, 25 bucks or zero, I, I may just go 25 bucks uh, in the pocket each month and live with it somehow. I think they put summaries up on YouTube five minutes. So maybe that'll have to do. I don't know. So that's a bummer. Uh, I don't get it. I don't understand why they would possibly do it. To make matters really bad, they don't even start that, they say, until February. So between now, December 19th, and sometime in February, 
and I haven't explored this fully, do we get no bike races on Max or Discovery or anywhere? Why the gap? Why not just start with here's the races over on this other platform. Now you got to pay three to five times more than you did, but at least they're over here. So I don't know. I might go do a, I think they have a seven-day free trial over at Max. Um, and I might try that just to see if the cross races are even there. Now, I did find a channel on YouTube. For, it's the actual live feeds of the cross. In fact, I watched one this morning. There was a the Christmas season in the cross world with Vanderpool and Pidcock and all the cool uh, mountain bikers who are the few that do. Uh, they're all on free on YouTube in, in real time and as um, repeat plays. But they have no commentary. You're literally watching crowd noise. It's kind of boring. I don't like it. I like I like the commentary that you, that goes on and they keep talking about who's in the lead. And I don't know. I didn't enjoy it very much. Still better than nothing. It was free and it was live. Be nice if they had World Cups like that, but I don't think they do. Um, so I don't know. But I might log in for seven days, see if this stuff is even available, or if there's just no way in the U.S. legally to watch all of these cross races in the next two weeks. It's the greatest two weeks. There's literally one every day. In fact, my uh, friend of short travel, Casey Hildebrand from Wisconsin, flew into, I believe, Belgium um, a day or two ago. And he's doing literally a race a day for almost two weeks. There's just one in almost every place. One, I think he gets two or three days off around New Year's. And then, so he, I want to watch every one of them, but uh, I don't know. I'm just not happy. I think that's just one of the dumbest moves I've seen one of these conglomerates make. But what are you going to do? Okay, one more tidbit. Maybe this could go under racing. Maybe we'll do this one under racing. Uh, let's do that. Let's get to racing right now. Racing news and views. Um, first of all, some more, um, things have popped up about X road pros crossing over into the mountain bike world. Kind of cool. Valverde and Peter Sagan. Now Valverde has said, Hey, I'm, I may be training and, and trying, but, uh, this is just for fun. I have no intention of kind of making this uh, a professional full-time job. I get it. That's cool. So most likely he'll just pop up. Like he, he got, I think, third or fourth in the gravel worlds against, you know, full-time pros. So he's clearly still still got it. And I think he already said he wants to do the Cape Epic. So that's fine. That's probably where we'll see him. But Sagan is saying, no, I'm going all in. I'm doing all the World Cups and I want to get in the Olympics and he's training full-time. Uh, I think he could... I'm not saying he's going to be winning any World Cups, not with the level of these young uh, racers that we've had the last couple seasons, but I don't know. I think he could be up there, top 10 or 20, which is nothing to sneeze at in the uh, elite level. So that's kind of cool. He showed some videos. He's He looks pretty pretty good. He looks actually a little... A little thick he's a, probably a little too muscular but maybe that's not a bad thing so maybe just for pure power that's where that's where he needs to be so that'll be kind of cool i can't wait to see the first races in the spring i believe the first couple are in brazil and he already said he's going to be there so 
look forward to that. I think Pidcock also committed to those first several um, World Cups. Vanderpool, on the other hand, I think he might even have said point blank, I'm not doing anything. He's going to try another one of those. I'm just going to do road stuff and then magically show up and, and maybe one race and try and get in the Olympics. I don't know. I kind of hope he doesn't doesn't do it. It just seems dumb to do it that way. Um, but anyway, um, Lake Placid, New York. I mentioned uh, in the last one or two episodes ago that they are going to be taking over from Snowshoe as the next World Cup in North America. Not North America, because Canada has one. In the United States, let's say that. I still call it North America. I think of Canada and the U.S. stops as kind of one package deal. Um, so it is what it is. So yeah, Lake Placid, there's a great article. If you go to singletracks.com um, or just Google Lake Placid single tracks, you'll find an article from December 4th. And it's a great article. It's about the whole state of New York and how it was in the early 80s they created this uh, kind of dream event location way up in the mountains. Well, that's not way up. It's about 3,000 feet above sea level. That's pretty, for out there, that's pretty good. Um, and they turned it into a, it, it's absolutely beautiful. It's called Mountain Pass Lodge. And the whole place is kind of built for outdoor, ideally it was built for winter uh, Olympics, winter sports, but it's kind of morphed into just about any type of games, uh, athletic games you want. Uh, it's killer. And so, yeah, this is not something new, you know, that they dreamed up. They've been looking at this place, and which is interesting is that Warner Brothers and Discovery, who has run the uh, World Cups, uh, this year, and I think for the next five years, they got a pretty long contract, unfortunately, which means there's no chance unless they just bail out. But um, they actually had seen this facility and knew somebody, and it was kind of their idea to try it there. And they don't have a cross-country mountain bike race course in place already, so they're going to build one. And then you read the article about how they're going to build it, it sounds pretty amazing. They're going to use all kinds of natural uh, obstacles built in to the forest and the woods around. And it sounds like it could be really cool. It also sounds like it's much more um, kind of built for thousands of people. They said that was already designed into this particular facility is the ability to uh, have people get in and out of Lake Placid and lodging and food. And it's all, they're, they're touting their Airbnb market is strong up there, which is really where a lot of these international people stay The last, since that's kind of become a thing. So I am particularly looking forward. Now, I was really, as soon as I saw that, I thought, that's it. I'm I'm loading up the, uh, the family truckster with... Uh, my family and we are heading to Upper New York because a I've never been to that particular part of the country, not that far north, and it just sounds like a really beautiful place. But I have some decisions to make again because it's the exact same weekend, which is the last on uh, last of September, which is when my Wisconsin mountain bike race is that I've been doing for 
This will be what, 30? No, this will be 30 years, I think. 24 will be 30 exactly. 31 maybe. And I don't know. I haven't done very well the last couple of years. I haven't been in very good shape. I still, in fact, my family quit. They even quit going. They don't even want to go anymore. <laughs> when they were little kids, I have two daughters, and they were little, they, you know, we kind of made a whole weekend out of it. They would like it, and then we'd go up on camping after that for a week. And, you know, after older teenagers, they're like, eh, everybody stays home. So the last couple of years, I've been going by myself. So if I didn't go, nobody gives a hoot, right? Nobody would know or care, and I would probably end up with a killer vacation. It's even so, so cool. I might just hang out for a week and even drive up to uh, Quebec for the last World Cup. Uh, I believe it's one week later. I don't know if I can get into Canada. I have no passports or any of that stuff. I'd have to plan that out. Probably, if I'm going to, I should probably start that early in the year. So I think that's going to be a big deal. I think once Lake Placid, if it goes well, I think that could become the next uh, North American cross-country mecca. Other than, pretty sure Bentonville, Arkansas is behind the scenes working to get one uh, down in Arkansas. And that is the other place on my list for 2024 is I'm taking my bike and I'm going to head down to Bentonville because the videos and photos I've seen looks insanely cool. So I'm going to do that. All right. What else is going on in racing world? Nova Mesto, Nova Rave. Did I say that right? The Czech Republic, the short track caught my eye here. They're going to have Everybody knows who watches World Cups since the short track has come on board. That's on Friday evening, I believe, roughly 5 o'clock uh, local time to wherever they're at. And then Sunday, of course, is the big race, the uh, Olympic. Nova Mesto is going to try, and I think they're the only ones that are going to try this. And if this works, I would not be surprised if others do this. They're going to do it on Saturday. So you're going to have a short track on Saturday. And the very next day is the long one. To me, that actually makes more sense. Their rationale is completely understandable. It's, hey, everybody's going to be here Saturday because the downhill uh, is there Saturday. Everybody's going to be there. Well, why wait? Nobody's there on Friday. There's no traditionally no other racing uh, at the elite level on Fridays. There's some Thursdays, I believe, juniors maybe, under 23s, I think may go Friday as, uh, as well as the elites. But as far as everybody kind of showing up to watch, that is mainly done on Saturday and Sunday. So they're going to kind of cram it together. It would be cool if they did amateur racing on Friday. Uh, like the old days when I started, I, my second race ever was a World Cup, didn't even realize what it was. And I, I raced for five years at World Cups. Uh, I must have been on Fridays. I actually remember being on Saturdays. They didn't have short track. They had three or four other events for amateurs. They had downhill, hill climb, and trials that they encouraged people to do all of them. So there was a year or two where I actually did all four races. I actually did a downhill on my stupid cross-country bike with, you know, 60 millimeters of Manitou rubber suspension. That actually was completely terrifying. Uh, that's a story for another day. I just did it because it was a fairly inexpensive upgrade to do all four races. Um, 
But then, of course, after the Olympics in 96, A, they never had any more uh, elite or World Cup races at Traverse City uh, locations. So I never did one again. And then, of course, I don't, I'd have to do some research when they actually dropped all amateur races from actually uh, being on the same weekend as the pros. But anyway, so that could be something. They keep talking, you know, to me, it's like, hey, look, they go hard for, what is it, 20-ish minutes? Um, that's like a good training, right? I don't know. I've never heard anybody really mention being completely wiped out after the short track on Sunday. It seems to be that extra day in between was enough. So will one night be enough? And are they going to do the short track in the morning uh, instead of the evening? I don't. I didn't look that far into it. So maybe you got some cool changes coming. I'm kind of glad they're experimenting a little with that. Things start getting stale otherwise. What else? Let's talk one more racing thing. Old Mr. Tom Pidcock. He's kind of cocky sometimes, no pun intended, but the dude is fast. Now, he did two races last weekend, his first two, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, Vanderpool showed up. That was his first race. He basically mopped the floor uh, for every, and he just killed it. He just got out there and went out front, and nobody could even get close. Pidcock was like in 25th place or something. And just like on a mountain bike, he just slowly, I mean slowly, like three laps in. I think, think the race had maybe eight laps. He just slowly cruised past people. Do-do-do-do-do. Ended up, he even had a flat tire on the last lap, I believe. And he ended up in second place pretty confidently, it looked like. And then Sunday, Vanderpool wasn't there. Pidcock just went out and, and won outright. And he said he did one cross ride training ride like a day or two before and that dude is i don't care if what anybody says he has got some insane handling skills he i mean that that was pretty pretty rough course there's a lot of kind of things that you had to you know stay on your toes with and he looked absolutely amazing out there and kicked everybody's butt after virtually no cross training, and these are against these guys who have been racing now for what a month, maybe two months, solid only cross, and they can't keep up with either of those two. So that was really cool. Um, I believe there was already one today. It's Pidcock and Wout Van Art. I believe tom uh, tomorrow or Sunday there might even be all three. Pidcock is going to be there. Anyway, the next two weeks, if you've never watched Cyclocross, if you're bored try and watch it go to youtube and just search for uh cx races life live feed i believe it is and you'll see this website called i don't know what it is cx feed or something and no commercials just the whole races for free live and then uh, replays afterwards and it's i think it's going to be some excellent racing so give that a try let's do some quick gear talk here Changing gears. More new stuff we don't really need. All right, my favorite topic. Stuff we don't need. First of all, Oakley. I don't know. I've never mentioned it. I've always been an Oakley fan. In fact, it's probably the only glasses I've had in the 30 years I've been buying uh, sunglasses for, for biking. 
I did dabble early on in the like 92 maybe uh, JT racing. They were more in the motocross and they were huge in the BMX world. Never got into the, the mountain biking thing. I'm not sure why. I think Tomac even used some. Uh, maybe maybe not. But uh, they had some really cool uh, sunglasses that had like a foam, replaceable foam strip at the top to keep the sweat out of your eyes. And they had um, they had the loops on the ear uh, stems so that it kind of they couldn't fall off. I thought they were brilliant. I wish I sh- would have kept them, even though they were probably pretty old and decrepit. And I must have must have threw them out. But they were fantastic. They looked a lot like uh, the big Oakleys. What did they call the original kind of big giant Oakleys? I can't remember. They look like that. Uh, so the new Oakleys. Now I've got one, two, probably got four or five pairs, maybe even more. And I was big into the M frames. If everybody remembers the 90s, the M frames came out. You could swap the lenses, you could replace the rubber nose pieces, all that stuff. I had a million of those, and then they'd come out with like a new M frame where you could use the same lenses, but the the side pieces were different. They even came out with an M2, which was totally different. Well, at some point, they kind of abandoned the M frame, and and then you were just kind of on your own to just pick out individual models. So I have a pair with the, uh, what do you call the lenses, photochromatic lenses, where they're kind of clear, and then they'll darken up. And I love those because there's many times, especially where I live here in Illinois, where it starts out sunny, ends up dark, or vice versa, or you get in the woods on a race. I use them a lot for racing because it's dark in the woods, even on a bright summer day, and then you'll pop out of the woods, and now it's super bright. So uh, I love those. So I've always, you know, I got a pair of Road Prism for the, uh, you know, bright sun. Between those two, I've got it pretty much covered. But one thing uh, in the winter, I always thought Oakley needed a more kind of half goggle. I looked at uh, Jolbo as a big European maker of eyewear in uh, other products for uh, cross-country skiing and uh, skating and all that stuff. So they had a pair, quite expensive. I never bought them. That kind of had that mini goggle look where it kind of sealed up against your face a little bit, a little more protection. I thought they were really cool. And believe it or not, Oakley had a pair made for that same purpose a couple of years ago. can't remember that Winterscape or something like that. They never, you never saw them anywhere because they never ever pushed them for cycling. But to me, they look like Kind of a perfect uh, winter fat biking type of a thing where you'd, you'd put a baklava on or a face covering on and you'd put these larger glasses with a little more kind of facial sealing. Uh, but I never ended up buying any. The Oakley Vault store I have by me never had them, not, not ever. They, in fact, I'd ask about them. They'd say, no, we can't get those. You have to order them off the website. So I never really thought much of it. Well, they have new ones, Flexscape. They're coming in 2024. I'm assuming that means soon. And they are exactly what I was kind of hoping Oakley someday would come out with. Um, they have that kind of big, you know, the Cato, where the nose piece kind of extends over the nose, the actual lens is kind of a nose cover 
Um, it's that style, but there's like rubber plastic frame you can add. It, it comes off and you can add it. Kind of covers your nose, almost the whole nose, which would be really nice for the super cold. And then you can swap out the, uh, you can put a strap on the back to hold them like goggles. Or you can put the regular earpieces. Uh, they're, I don't know, I'm looking at them going, these are, these are perfect. These are the exact type of eyewear I would want to be able to use for the winter. Oh, geez, October 2024. Oh, man. Why on earth are they showing them in November and December? That's, that's a year away. Huh, interesting. So there you go. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, let's talk about some bike industry crap. Everybody who's been looking around on the forums is, was talking about Kona, Kona bikes. Um, buy one, get one free. Full-on bike. You buy one $4,000 bike, you get a whole other $4,000 bike for free. Now that to me is interesting, especially when you look at the $8,200 model, um, the top of the line. Now they're only, I believe it's only the process, Kona process, which is not something I would ever buy in a million years. I think that's what, 150 mil travel or something, maybe even more. These are full-on enduro trail kind of bikes, super slack, coil spring shocks on some of them. Not for me, but just the idea that somebody, a bike company has so many extra product in stock that you could blow them out, uh, buy one, get one. I even like that better than 50% off. I don't know why. It's kind of cool. forces you to get two. Downside is uh, you'll probably, of course, everybody will put them up for sale on a Marketplace or eBay or whatever at the same time. So your re resale value of your free one is probably crap. Uh, but anyway, I found that very interesting. Uh, I always liked Kona bikes. They just kind of, like Rocky Mountain and others, have abandoned the cross-country uh, race market completely. I don't know, Kerry, Kerry Werner rides Konas, and he does a lot of kind of marathon and not real cr cr true cross-country. And he uses, you know, a Kona. Um, but particular Kona that he's using is I believe at least 120 the hey hey I believe it's 120 mil front and back they can be built up pretty pretty light I mean there's they're not world cup you know type uh, bikes they used to be for many years Kona hey hey's were kind of the uber light uh, cross country bikes so there's probably no chance of me ever buying one but just it's still going on. I thought might they might have sold out of them. So I think it's been almost a month now that they've been buy one, get one. Uh, so you got that going on. Now, if somebody could do a Trek or a Specialized Epic, buy one, get one. Uh, I could get me a nice $10,000 uh, Super Caliber that I've always kind of had my eye on. For a nice five grand, I would probably do it. Um, but that ain't going to happen. Lastly... Wireless brakes. I don't know if you saw this. Have you seen this video that the dude on uh, GCN or MTBN, whatever it is, the mountain bike, a part of GCN, uh, he kind of rigged up some wireless brakes. It wasn't something that was shown, you know, from Shimano or 
or formula or, or trick stuff or any of these kind of high-end brake companies. No, this was, uh, I believe, if, watch the video if you haven't. It's interesting. Go to, M, what do you call it? MTBN, I guess. GCN, Mount, I don't know. Blake, is that his name? He's kind of a kind of a cool, goofy dude. He kind of took some uh, remote control RC car parts and, and rigged up wireless brakes. Now, I did not watch the full video. It got kind of a little over my head, a little techie. I didn't really care, to be honest with you. But I thought it was an interesting experiment because I'm sure at least SRAM is working on that. I mean, they've been at the forefront of wireless everything. Why would I not believe they're probably have fully working prototypes of wireless brakes. Do I think it's a good idea? I don't know. It doesn't really matter what I think. I, I don't see the problem with running a cable. Um, but it did work. And I could maybe see a point, you know, these battery things, they're going to have to come up with a solution for batteries. Because if right now the, uh, the upcoming, what do they call it, um, they call that uh, flight control where you get your fork and your shock and then your wireless lockouts and your wireless damping adjustments somebody added up if you had a full uh, you know axis dropper seat post shifting uh, flight control it was uh, I believe all in 10 batteries and if you count your GPS like your Garmin it was eight to ten batteries that you'd have to be. Oh, and your power meter, that had a battery. I think it was like ten batteries that you would be responsible to be keep uh, keeping charged, which is, let's be honest, that sounds kind of ridiculous. Uh, you know, the Shimano, original Shimano concept that's still in, in play on the road bikes, where you stick a giant battery in your seat tube or in your down tube, then you run wires to it and power everything off of that. That actually makes more sense, if you will. Uh, you could just keep, but then you got to do wires. So I don't know where they're going to go with this. I think that's probably what's holding back this whole electrification of really being smooth and uh, well accepted. A lot of people love it, just as many people hate it. So, in fact, I actually took my I had a full access system on my fat bike for a day took it all off went back to old school 11 speed mechanical did I mention that last one I don't remember that's been interesting uh so that's that wireless brakes are apparently a thing and it's probably something you're going to see in the next couple years uh, flight control looks done and ready but they have not really announced it uh, at the cross-country uh, level, but it was on, you know, half of half, if not more, of the elite racers' bikes all summer and fall. So maybe it's going to come out any day now. I uh, don't know. I'm keeping it on my on my cross country bike. I actually really like it. Um, the old axis, not this new stuff. So there you go. Uh, what else? I got some other things. I might just save them uh, for the next one. We've already gone quite blabbered on for almost 40 minutes good gravy all right let's go merry christmas everybody uh, happy new year i'm gonna try to i've been riding doing some zwifting kind of uh regularly two three nights in a row trying to get ready for my last bike race of 2023 which is december 30th 
up in Wisconsin again, right outside of Milwaukee. It's a really cool race course. And I'm going to try and step it up starting in January and not let myself go and then try and hurry up in April and May and get back in shape. I'm too old. It doesn't work that way, I have found. So I'm starting early again and I'm going to try and keep up with things. All right. Wish the best to everybody. And I believe I'm going to transfer over to a video format in January, in a couple weeks. I'm either going to start doing some videos to to complement this podcast or do the video of the podcast. I'm not sure, but I've got a lot of things that I could show that would best work with a video instead of just talking about it. So expect some fairly big changes, and I am going to ramp things up and kind of push short travel much more than I did uh, for the last couple months. That last couple months, these first 20 episodes have been kind of a test, if you will, to see if I even want to keep doing this, to see if there's enough constant uh, things to talk about. And I've been kind of surprised. Uh, there has been many. I've actually left quite a few great topics out because of time. So I think uh, we could keep going with this. And that's it. Talk to you soon. Uh, Don't eat too much over Christmas break. And uh, have a good year. Thank you ever so much for listening to Short Travel Magazine. 